when you try me with a mediocre question, that's the result you're going to get. <laughs> uh, starting left fielder. Uh, Ichiro. No! God, please, no! No! There is some potential there if he would just, I don't know, use his brain. Um, <laughs> because, especially, I mean, come on, man. Jerry DePoto's the GM. Who the hell knows? It is decided. You are, it is decided. It is decided. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Soto Mojo podcast. This is Colby Patnode, and I am joined, as always, by Ty Gonzalez. Ty, did you survive the night? All I have to say is showmingo. Oh, yeah, dude. That was <laughs> so fun. I, uh, you know, I was a little high off of, you know, not sleeping. And, uh, sure, and I'm let's, still... Let's a, call it I'm, not sleeping. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, you know, I'm still only on about two hours of sleep. But I made it. And, you know, we're trying to make it through this day. Um, but yeah, uh, great win. Uh, really fun way to kick off the season. And uh, super excited about tomorrow um hopefully <laughs> hopefully i get a little bit more sleep beforehand though yeah so uh obviously guys on today's show we are going to talk about uh opening day just kind of the atmosphere all that stuff and of course uh recap a great nine to seven mariners win um we're also going to go ahead and preview tomorrow's game or yeah technically tomorrow's game um a little bit as well um then we're going to uh quickly break down our, our uh our fantasy teams in the uh, the Losker League, which is the uh, League of Soto uh, <laughs> League of Soto contributors and readers, uh, the Losker. Um, I that's literally the first time that I, I've heard that. I honestly had no idea what it meant. <laughs> oh well, yeah, that's like, what we called it last year, so we brought it back, the Losker. Uh, so. We're going to quickly go over that a little bit, uh, not too much, but just a little bit. Then we have a couple of questions um, that, we, uh, that we're going to answer, and we'll wrap up this show. So let's go ahead and let's start with opening, opening night. Mariners win 9-7. to Really fun, really entertaining game. Ty, what were your takeaways? What was your overall impression of the game? Uh, overall impression... Both of these teams not ready at all to play regular season baseball. Um, <laughs> God, the pitching, awful. Just on both sides. Just terrible. Well, Marco was pretty solid. But for the most part, you know, still a lot of rust. Still just kind of a sloppy game from the pitching side of things. Mike Fires was god-awful. Um, you know, the, the, the A's bullpen as a whole, which was amazing last year, was just meh. And, um, you know, and it, it's... <laughs> but, you know, it, it created a lot of offense. Obviously, the, you know, the ball flies really well in the Tokyo Dome. Um, but, it, you know, it was a, it was a really... Uh, it's a really fun opening day game. You know, last year, uh, you know, for opening day, was more of a, you know, pitcher's duel. With Kluber and Felix, and um, this year, you know, you kick it off with a high-scoring game uh, like this one, and uh, man, it was, um, 
you know, a lot of good stuff there from from the from the Mariners lineup. Uh, one takeaway, however, uh, is uh, Edwin Encarnacion could not look l- less interested than he did last <laughs> night in playing for the Mariners, or as right. he has all spring. He, he looks like he does not care about what's going on. Right. Kind of hard to blame him because he knows he's getting traded. Um, but also, you know, you think you would realize the better I play, the more likely I get traded to a contending team. Um, and it's just, you know, it's about acting like a professional. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't want to accuse the guy of not playing hard or anything like that because I don't know him. Like this is our first interaction with him. Um, so. I, I don't know. Maybe he always kind of acts like this, but he's been really quiet at spring training. And of course, you know, it was a pretty bad spring training. He just chasing pitches like he wanted to get out of the batter's box. Um, last night, you know, he walked once or twice, maybe. Um, yeah, he walked twice. Yeah, he forgot what the count was in one at bat. Yeah. <laughs> and which is always, you know, that's always going to feed that. Oh, that's great for your narrative that does this guy really care? Well, apparently he doesn't know what the count is. Um, so maybe not. I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't want to judge the guy because I don't know enough about him to know if this is normal or not. I know he usually gets off to really slow starts, but uh, we'll see. I mean, as long as he's not a problem in the clubhouse, then whatever. Like, I'm not I'm not too concerned about that. Um, but, yeah, it, it would be nice to see some kind of awareness. I don't know what the word is. But, like I said, we'll wait and see. I I know he gets off to slow starts. I've had him on my fantasy baseball teams for like three years in a row. And I've always traded him after like May 15th only to have him come out for the next four months and hit 270 with 30 home runs. So, I mean, um, we'll see, but yeah, that, that thought kind of crossed my mind when, when I saw him uh, take the ball four that he didn't know was ball four. Uh, I just like, okay. I mean, that's, that's not helping this narrative at all. Um, and yeah. it might just be it might just be a narrative, but I totally get where fans are like where they're coming from when they say that. I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I could see it. So uh, yeah. we'll see how that goes. But yeah, overall, I mean, it's the uh, the positives uh, far outweigh the negatives. Um, you know, one of the positives thing I would say is uh, I thought the bullpen minus Nick Rumbelow was actually pretty good. Um, yeah, Corey Guerin had a pretty nice outing. Actually. Yeah, he's 16 pitches, 10 strikes, something like that. He got a strikeout. Um, you can see how he's effective against righties with the slider, um, that sidearm delivery. I thought Zach Roskup was okay. Uh, yeah. Command not that great. To be, honest, to be honest, I completely forgot he pitched in this game <laughs> until right. now. Right. Well, I, I did the game recap, and I specifically put him in there, so that's why I remember it. Um, mm-hmm. And then I thought Hunter Strickland came. I thought Strickland looked nasty yesterday. Um, yeah. Fastball seemed to have a little bit of extra life up in the zone. And the slider that he got Chapman to swing at was straight filth for uh, strike three to wrap up that game. So um, we're going to have a lot of discussions about this bullpen uh, this year. It, they're going to blow some games. They almost did last night. Um, but overall, I thought the bullpen was actually pretty good. Um, again, minus Rumbelow, who was just – just a train wreck. Um, I I didn't really understand the decision to go with Rumbelow there. I thought more uh, they would go with Dan Altavilla because that was kind of mm-hmm. what they were doing in spring was setting him up in seventh, eighth 
spinning type of situations, you know, putting them against uh, a heart of uh, orders. Uh, they didn't, yeah, I was surprised to see that uh, Alta Villa didn't get the call there. Or, you know, even someone like um, Matt Festa yeah. or uh, even, you know, even Brandon Brennan. Um, I I don't know. Rumbelow didn't get a whole lot of time. I wonder if that also played a part in it, that Rumbelow just didn't get a lot of exposure this spring. Maybe. So it, they were was, trying to get him reps. Right. It's a five-run lead, so you do have some wiggle room there. Um, and, of course, the Mariners ultimately went by two. So, uh, But, yeah, I thought that was a bit of an odd choice. Um, you know, I, I'm guessing that if healthy, Sean Armstrong would have been the guy to uh to get that seventh inning um but he goes on the dl while in japan so they kind of have to do some scrambling but i really thought that it was going to be alta villa uh, i thought he made the most sense there um yeah. you know if you're going to take if you're going to take marco out and i know a lot of people are upset that they did but i totally see it i mean the pitch count was low but the guy hadn't gotten up and down with those inning breaks six times all summer all uh, spring you're still early or you're still what would be you know late in spring training middle of spring training-ish, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, while his pitch count was in great shape, I, I understand the idea of, hey, you know what, he's gotten up and down six times. We're coming up to the fourth time through the order. It's game one. Let's take it easy. Let's get him out. Like, I understand the logic behind that. I don't really understand going to Rumbelow. That's the thing. I thought yeah. I thought for sure it was going to be uh, for be Alta Villa um, or even Garen. But, uh, you know. Yeah. Scott Service, not the greatest bullpen manager. So, uh, but, well, he's also you know he's he's got to experiment here and see yeah, what yeah, he yeah. has because there's a lot of a lot of question marks going on here with the bullpen. You know, it, it's still possible that Hunter Strickland won't be the closer full time this year, depending on what happens with uh, Anthony Swarzak and and uh, right. and Sharon when they return. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's there's still a lot to fill out, but uh, yeah, you know, it's it's what you expect out of Scott Service. Uh, it's what you expect out of most major league baseball managers. I feel like you know, you you, know, you look around the league, and uh, it's a lot of fans complaining about their their managers poorly using their bullpen. Right, I think that's just the rite of passage of major league baseball fans. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I made the point last night, um, you cannot hide your bullpen for 162 games. Uh, so you're going to have to throw some of these guys out there and just hope for the best. Um, particularly, you have a young-ish pitching staff. Um, you know, Plus, you know, Felix is going to get shelled. That just seems to be inevitable. Yeah. Uh, Mar- Marco, well, he'll be, I mean, Marco is the kind of the second guy that you trust after Mike Leake to get you 180 innings, but you know, you still have Wade LeBlanc, who's probably going to be around 160. You still have you say who's probably going to be around 160. Um, that's assuming everybody stays healthy. And then Sheffield and Swanson are probably going to get some starts along the way. Um, so you're going to have to use your bullpen um, probably more than you want to. So you can't hide these guys. So you throw them out there. Um, I also made the point on Twitter last night that basically if you find two future bullpen pieces this year, uh, then the bullpen was a success in my mind. So if you decide that Altaville is going to be a seventh inning guy and Matt Fest is going to be, you know, the same or whatever, and those are two guys that you take with you into 2020, then you had a successful year out of the bullpen. Yeah. Um, and we still might might not even have that guy there yet. 
You know, yeah. uh, you think about uh, Sam Tui Valala uh, mm-hmm. will return probably June ish. Uh, I think is the expectation on that, and then uh, Wyatt Mills, um, Art Warren, Art Warren, yeah. So um, you know, and then there's other names like Colin Cober, uh, Dyson Arias, uh, you know, other guys that are kind of in the lower levels that will rise fairly quickly. That could be right. up, you know, August September ish. Um, so yeah, there there are plenty plenty of options for the Mariners and the one thing that they have been good at no matter really who's uh, been at the helm uh, has been developing relievers and that's kind of the MO for most major league clubs because you know uh, relievers are interchangeable every year you know uh, there's so many ups and downs with those guys but the Mariners especially have been able to um, you know put together serviceable bullpens out of scraps over the years right so I, I I honestly didn't expect us to spend eight minutes talking about the Mariners bullpen, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but hey man, that's what we can do. We're good. So uh, also I saw so there are a few players I wanted to ask you about. Just kind of get your initial thoughts. Um, sure. Let's let's of course let's start with Ichiro. Um, mm. You know he played four innings. He got his two at bats. They took him out. Um, what did you think? Uh, he only had one or two opportunities to field the ball in right field. Uh, one was a blooper that he was never going to get. The other was a double high off the wall. So he didn't really have any plays to make or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of correlates into a, uh, a question we have. Well, usually we save these for the end. Um, but this one comes from our friend uh, Jordan Levitt. Uh, yep. Or is it Levitt? I, you know what? He, he, sent us our, he sent us how to pronounce his last name. And I still can't get it. I'm sorry, Jordan. Uh, but he sent us three questions. One of them was, did they go about the Ichiro situation the right way? So just big picture overall last night. What did you think of Ichiro uh, just overall? How did the Mariners handle it? How did he play all that fun stuff? Sure. Uh, yeah, to answer the question directly, um, I think they handled it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I think that was the best way to uh, get him some shine and also not let it affect the ball game as a whole. Right. Uh, you know, and affect their their chances of winning. Um, I was surprised that they they took him out that quickly. I thought they mm-hmm. would give him uh, at least until the sixth inning. That was kind of what they were doing against uh, Yomiuri. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so that was that was a bit um, surprising. But um, I think I think it was perfect the way that they did it. Um, I, I, it was honestly better than I expected. And it was such a cool, cool moment uh, when he first stepped into the batter's box. Here, um, you know, the, the crowd just erupt for him. And obviously, you know, this had had you know happened, uh, you know, with the two exhibition games before. But actually, being able to see this on TV now, finally, um, getting to see how how much you know the uh, the crowd you know just loves Ichiro, and, and it was just a really cool moment. And, um, you know, it made me, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, you tweeted uh, from our account last night that um, you were kind of sad after he uh, after he got pulled. And um, well, it didn't help that ESPN kept on showing his face in the dugout. Yeah, I looked like he was about to cry. And I'm just like, yeah, really? Like, I don't need to. I I get it, man. I get it. Like, but yeah, yeah, I I was sad. It was. Yeah, it's um, it. Yeah, so it, it was um, it was really nice to see. You know, I I 
I am not against Citro playing in the series. I I really haven't been at all. I uh, you know it was it was expected, and I I I was totally fine with giving him the opportunity with how well he um, you know kind of stepped away last year, and right. that wasn't really a huge headache because of that. Um, you know, obviously we were upset with his presence on the roster last year, but the circumstances of that season were Completely much different. different. Than, yeah. So, um, yeah, so this situation was great. It was really nice to see. I loved it. Um, it was great to see that he actually got on base. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, the ESPN uh, broadcast, though, where like uh, when he hit the pop-up, they were like, oh, he hit it really well. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like a routine, routine pop to second. So and they're like, "Oh well, I mean, it it seemed like it." Like, dude, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, we can talk I about can the ESPN broadcasters last night all day long. They're terrible, yeah. but yeah. Uh, so Ed, Eduardo Perez sounds like he has peanut butter stuck in his mouth. Like, I think that <laughs> was that uh, was that Lookout Landing who who first mentioned that. Did they actually tweet that? I, I think one of them did. Maybe I maybe it was you. I, oh, really? I don't know. It all kind oh, of works funny. together. But somebody mentioned it last night, and I was like, yeah, kind of. Like, it, oh, it, his voice is so insufferable, and he, his takes are so bad. Okay, so I, I think he got Brett Lowry and Jed Lowry mixed up. Right. So he was like, yeah, the A's are going to be are really missing Je- uh, Brett Lowry. <laughs> like, right. like, what? Yeah, and like he, I know, he, I know a lot of people. A lot of people killed him for that. I didn't really because I, I knew what he was talking about. Like I was like, yeah. okay, because he knew that he played for the he was playing for the Mets this year, and I was like, I mean, I don't want to kill him for that. Like it, it's just a slip of the yeah. tongue, whatever. That's a but slip I, of the tongue, but but when right when you add that it on happens to, plus yeah yeah, yeah. It, you know, and there's a large section of Mariner fans who just absolutely like hate Dave Sims. This is just a little reminder that things can always get a lot worse. And personally, I, I don't mind Dave Sims. I, I like him. I think, you know, I I don't mind him. But I know there's a lot of Mariner fans like, oh, I mute the TV when Dave Sims is like, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of like of bitching about the uh, the announcers. It's like if you really need an announcer to enjoy, like, can an announcer make a baseball game better? Yes. But if you need that to make the baseball game entertaining, you're probably not a baseball fan. So I, I, I don't get it. But uh, yeah, they were. That was that was man. You know what I was thinking about the other day. If uh, and this is we're completely going off uh, track, but here, but we'll we'll get back on track in a second. But I was thinking the other day, like if we ever got the chance to to have Dave Sims on the show, I want to ask him about that time when the Mariners were in New York and he it, when Lloyd McClendon was the manager and he did the uh, the Hey Lloyd, do some delivery from the truck. To the airport. Yeah. Remember that call? Uh, yeah. On the, like, I, th- I think it was a Kyle Seeger home run. Yeah, I think it was too. I just, I don't know, man. Like I said, it's. I just want to ask him what was going on. <laughs> yeah, you know, and like I, said, like I said, I actually, I like Dave. I like, is he my favorite? No, I'd rather listen to Goldsmith. Um, I, I, I like Mike Flowers a lot. I really like it when they do the player casting. I think that's fun. Um, but I really, I don't understand like, like Chris Crawford, um, he hates Dave Sims and I like Chris Crawford. I like Dave Sims. I, like I said, I don't have an issue with him at all. Um, I know his story sometimes like they run into each other or whatever, but 
Man, you try to you try to do it in a nine inning, three hour baseball game, uh, and not and not run out of stuff to talk about. Like you know, it just I don't know, man. I actually I like Sims, and this is all just a greater point to say that the people at ESPN, what was it, Dave Fleming and Eduardo Perez, they were bad last night. Like they were awful. They were objectively I, bad. And like you know, uh, Churchill replied to me. When I was talking about Eduardo Perez and, you know, talking about, um, you know, just put on the, the radio broadcast. Well, I was downstairs and I was watching the TV, like, on TSN. Right. So, <laughs> and I was way too lazy to go get the Xbox and set that all up and sync it and everything. Right. I was just not, not into doing that. So, right. I, uh, yeah. So, I just, I yeah, I sat through it at 5 a.m. <laughs> I, I was... Yeah, well, 5 a.m. Yeah, for you. Yeah, I was just not into it. I was just... I, so I sat through it the whole time, and it was the worst. It just... It kept on getting worse. His his takes are really terrible. <laughs> it's kind of... Can you believe, like, when you listen to those people, you listen to those guys, and then you have people on Twitter, they, like, complain about, like, Jess Mendoza, like... She doesn't yeah. know what she's talking about. She is. Are you kidding? I would listen to Jessica Mendoza talk baseball all day. You know, get get Daniel Laurie and uh, and uh, Jenny get Jenny Finch. Get them all in there. Like I don't. I don't care. Yeah. I really yeah. don't. If you have something important to say or interesting to say, you're already doing better than Eduardo Perez, former Mariner, by the way, yep. <laughs> who were who were just bashing. But anyways, yeah. uh, just getting didn't back. We, uh, to- didn't we get him for Russell Brandon? No, uh, he was. We traded uh, either Asdrubal Cabrera or Shinsu Chu for him. Another brilliant oh, Bill Bavesi right. trade. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like wasn't the same he day. Like, wasn't he like 39 when we traded for him, too? Something like that. They were going to platoon him with Ben Broussard, and all it cost him was Shinsu Chu and Asdrubal oh. Cabrera. Two oh guys who God. have had all star all-star level seasons in their career. So, yippee. God. Yeah, right. well, still the worst, still the yeah. absolute worst. Uh, but anyways, back get, circling back to Ichiro real fast. Um, I thought they handled it well too. Um, I have to give credit to the Mariners because I really didn't know how this situation was going to like. How were they going like, to wiggle their way out of this? Like, what was their exit strategy going to be? Because there's huge potential for them to screw that up. And I feel like yeah. they've done a good job and. Credit for that also goes to Ichiro for allowing them to do that. Um, yeah. So I feel like Ichiro and the Mariners have handled this thing very well. Uh, you know, my level of seeing Ichiro play, it's it's slight annoyance. But at the same time, like the people are like, oh, you're taking away six at-bats from Braden Bishop. Or it's like Braden Bishop's going to go down to AAA as soon as they get back to Seattle. Like, yeah. like I, and by the way, he didn't. He took away two at-bats from what, Daniel Vogelbach and – one from Vogelbach and one from Dylan Moore. Like, okay, you're yeah. fine. Yeah. So I thought they handled it well. Um, Ichiro's at bat that led to a walk. That was fun. I was really hoping that that line drive was going to go fair. Um, yeah. I just, I honestly, I would like to see him get a hit and then be lifted um, and go out on a hit. Um, but, well, uh, you know, you know how uh, when the Marlins made that trip to Seattle a few years okay. ago in his last year with the Marlins when he hit the home run? Yeah. And everyone thought that was his last time at Safeco. I I hope for a moment like that. I hope that he just runs into one because it's Ichiro magic, you know? 
Uh, right. To this day, one of my favorite calls of all time is uh, Ken Griffey Jr. pinch hitting against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're down three to one in the eighth inning. Dave Niehaus is in his last year, unfortunately, before he passes. And he asked to see if Junior has any magic left in his bat. And like almost on cue, Griffey cracks a home run to tie the game. And Dave Niehaus's call, the old time yeah. religion lives, is just, it gives me goosebumps every time. I love that call. That is one of my five yeah. favorite calls. Um, and it would just be cool to have see Ichiro have that type of moment. Um, he is going to play today. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be if he's going to start. We don't know if it's just going to be a pinch hitting appearance, or we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But Service said that he is going to play in some capacity today. Then that'll probably be it. I I wouldn't be shocked if the Mariners brought him back to Seattle, if that's something he's interested in, just to have a goodbye in Seattle. Um, well, yeah, they got the two games at FanFest, right? So let them yeah. play those. Yeah, they, they could bring them back for that because those aren't regular seasons. So maybe that's the way they do it. Just bring up Fan Fest. Here you go. Here's your shot. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, but, yeah, I thought the Mariners handled it well. I thought Ichiro handled it well. Um, and it was it was cool to see. I'm glad that I got to see it. Um, and I just, you know, it's just a reminder for uh, how important Ichiro was to Mariners baseball and how important Ichiro is to the country of Japan. So it was just, it was cool to see all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So let, are, you, let's, are you, are you going to fan fest? Uh, it's, I don't know. I want to, I'm not 100% sure yet. It's about, I, I mean, it's, it's a really good bargain. I think it's what 10 bucks and you get to see the games and the, yeah. the workout and all that fun stuff. So uh, maybe, but it's it's kind of a pain to go up to Seattle for a day where I live. Um, right. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. It's it's definitely something I'm interested in, but I don't know for sure yet. For um, sure. Yeah. So uh, real fast, a couple other guys I wanted to ask you about before we move on. What did you think of Ryan Healy at third base last night? Um. Actually, you know, like obviously he had the error, but after that, he was fine. He was about as we expected, serviceable. Looks kind of clunky and awkward doing it. I remember he rushed down one ball that um, was okay. Was yeah. Kind of, kind of impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he get uh, the guy out? I can't remember. Yeah, he got him out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was uh, – he was fine. Um, he actually uh, hit the hit the ball pretty hard uh, yesterday, too. He was making – pretty solid contact of course you know he he had the grounder and then um he struck out i don't know if you noticed this but he he winced a little bit when he struck out he took kind of an awkward swing on his strikeout and i thought at first that maybe he hurt himself but i guess not but um i don't know maybe something to keep an eye on just in case um, right. or maybe, or maybe I was just seeing things cause you know, it was very early in the morning, but, um, but yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's about what you would expect out of Ryan Healy. So no, no real surprises there. Yep. And, uh, Marco Gonzalez. I, I thought he looked really good. Uh, a lot of people were kind of on him a little bit, um, during the game, but I thought he, uh, he looked pretty solid considering that, you know, he, he hasn't really had a lot of uh, good fortune this spring. You know, he's had bad defense and uh, gotten squeezed on a few calls that has, you know, that 
extended his his outings in the spring and didn't really get him the the you know the reps that that they wanted. Um, so yeah, he looked fine. You know, made a couple of mistakes. Uh, the one to Chris Davis, and then uh, the one to Piscotti wasn't really a mistake. It was more just a really good hit. You know, good battle yeah. ball. It was. I mean, it was it, down in the zone, but it caught a ton of the plate. So yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's, and that was the only bad pitch he threw in that inning because the rest of yeah. the first game, he was sharp. Um, so yeah, I, I thought he was good to great for four of his six innings and the other two innings he was, you know, he worked around some, some poor defense. Um, yeah, obviously we know about Ryan Healy's uh, bad throw that led to a run, but Domingo Santana had a kind of a low sinking line drive in left field that pro he probably needs to catch. Um, not that it was. See, I, 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 I didn't see that one. I was in the kitchen at that point, but I heard it like went off his glove or something. Yeah, he kind of like dove awkwardly, and it kind of hit off the the tip of his glove. And they say it's one of those line drives. It's like right at the guy. So, and it also looks like it may have gotten caught up in the lights. So I'm not going to kill the guy for it, but it's probably a catch that a major league outfielder makes ninety percent of the time. Oh. Um, so like, and it counted as a double and. Marco was able to pitch around it uh, a little bit, but I don't know. I, I felt like the defense wasn't great behind him, which is something that's going to happen a lot this year. Yeah, um, I mean, they're a pretty poor defensive team. Although I will say, Jay Bruce made a nice running catch in the in right field in the ninth inning. I thought that I, was yeah, that was pretty that was pretty nice. Jay yeah. wheels Bruce <laughs> got the stolen base, and all of a sudden he's you know he's Mitch Haniger out there. But yeah, it was just. <laughs> Slicing line drive towards the line. Bruce ran it down. I thought that was a double off the bat, um, yeah. which also made me wonder why the heck Braden Bishop wasn't playing center and Mitch Haniger wasn't right. But whatever. I will talk about that. Well, we we might not, but whatever. Yeah, I thought that was odd, but he made a nice running catch. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I thought Marco was just fine yesterday. There's nothing to be too concerned about. Yeah. Uh, made like i said he made a couple of mistakes and he got punished for him uh the pitch to chris davis that was just that was terrible like that is the worst pitch you can possibly throw to chris davis and he hit it out for a two-run home run so i i I thought he was fine i thought he was good um so i'm not too worried about that so um what did you think about omar Novaez behind the plate other than like when he got crossed up of course um but Uh other than that I thought he looked pretty decent. Uh, you can see the pitch framing, uh, particularly at the bottom of the zone, isn't great. Uh, there were a few pitches that um, I think Zanino gets Marco uh, that Narvaez obviously didn't. Um, mm-hmm. Again, with those pitches low at the zone, which for Marco is really important. But uh, overall, I thought he was. I thought he was fine. Um, I thought he looked about as good as I could have hoped for considering, uh, you know, what he was taught in Chicago for how many years we talked about this last week with, uh, Jason Churchill at prospect insider on Twitter. Um, you know, and we, we mentioned the fact that, you know, white Sox catchers have left the organization and said, they didn't teach me anything about pitch framing. They didn't work with me on my defense at all. I thought he was, I thought he was okay. I, you know, yeah. Yeah. There was a few pitches here and there that I feel like he could have done a better job with, um, but he's got a strong arm. That much is evident. Um, he called a pretty good game, I thought. Uh, he he helped Marco get through the adjustments he needed to make after the third inning. Um, 
he blocked the ball pretty well. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought he was fine. Um, he he's definitely stole a strike in the uh, ninth inning for Hunter Strickland on a pitch that was on the at that was outside, and he got a strike out of it. I don't know if the umpire was just yeah, that's the that's the one that I was thinking about. Yeah, he so he he got that. That was a big strike too. So uh, I thought he was fine. I I I don't think like the average person will be able to tell the difference between Zanino and Narvaez. Um, I think the more serious Mariner fan is going to be able to uh, nitpick probably five or six pitches a game, which which can really add up. Don't get me wrong, but I thought he was fine, honestly. Yeah. So uh, obviously, there's a few other guys that uh, had big games, but we have questions about those guys, so we will get to them in our question and answer segment real fast. But let's let's jump ahead to uh, today or I guess technically tomorrow's game. Uh, again, a 2.35 a.m. first pitch. Yusei Kikuchi gets the ball against Marco Estrada. Um, I don't know about you, Ty, but I'm expecting the Mariners to uh, hit a few home runs off of Estrada, who led the league in home runs allowed last year and is pitching in the Tokyo Dome. Sounds like a recipe for success to me. Yeah, I got to tell you about Marco Estrada. You know, ever since I've been in Toronto, <laughs> I've, I've gone to mm, – 10 or so Blue Jay games, right, mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. At least seven of those have been pitched by Marco Estrada. I just can't <laughs> escape Marco Estrada. I'm sure if I went and saw the Blue Jays play the A's, Marco Estrada would be pitching in that game. Uh, yeah, it, it got to the point where I literally had to check to make sure Marco Estrada was not pitching. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, I completely agree with you. Um, considering what they did to, to Mike Fires yesterday, I don't expect Marco uh, Estrada to be any different. Um, yeah, the the uh, the offense should have a pretty solid day, and and of course, as we say this, they're gonna get shut out. But uh, <laughs> right. because because baseball, right? Yeah, because be because baseball. Uh, uh, so yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, obviously the big, the biggest storyline is, uh, you say Kikuchi making his MLB debut in his home country. Really cool moment for him. You know, he, not as big as it is for, you know, for Ichiro, but still a really cool moment. Yeah. And uh, and also just, <clears throat> excuse me, just really excited to to see uh, to see him in an actual real game and um, see how he does. You know, it's 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 going to be a uh, really interesting season for him. And, um, you know, another you know, another thing to keep an eye on is going to be the workload. How long are they going to let him go, especially if he is rolling? Um, Are they going to cut him off at some point? Uh, And, uh, you know, if he does struggle, how will he respond? Um, So that's. And you know, and what is the communication between him and Omar Navarro is going to be uh, going to be like? So, um, really interested by like all those things, um, and just getting to see how uh, his career starts. Yeah. Um, but it's it's you know this could be a really really important moment for the for the future of the Mariners, and um, you know a really nice first step. So yeah. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, we'll see how he handles the adrenaline. I'm sure he'll be a little extra pumped, like you mentioned, MLB debut, but it's in 
Japan, his home country. He'll be the first uh, Japanese-born player to make his major league debut in Japan, um, which, I mean, isn't that surprising when you consider just how few games there are played in Japan and how few Japanese players there actually are in Major League Baseball right now. Um, so, again, not that surprising. But it will be interesting to see how he handles his adrenaline, his emotions, um, and also how his stuff plays. I mean, he's got to go through the the really good right-handed power section of that lineup. Stephen, uh, Matt Chapman, Stephen Piscotty, and Chris Davis. I mean, that's that's no walk in the park. So um, it'll be interesting to see um, how he handles all that. So, uh, yeah, it'll be fun to watch. I'm also interested to see the lineup. Uh, you know, is Ichiro starting? Um, is Braden Bishop going to get in at bat? That's something I would like to see happen. Uh, is Daniel Vogelbach, is, is he okay? Uh, he got hit in the elbow yeah. by pitch yesterday, and he left the game shortly after. That could have just been defensive uh, alignment and all that stuff. Um, but it seems kind of odd that they would do that. So uh, we'll see if he's in the lineup. I imagine they want to try and get every uh, – I'm, I'm imagining David Freitas will get the, will get the start tonight. Um, I think they oh, would just like, they would just like to try and get everybody in at bat in this series, I'm guessing. Um, right. so we'll, we'll see how all that works out, but yeah, I'm, it's, uh, I think this game is a little bit more interesting than last or this morning's game. Um, uh, just from a pure baseball perspective, obviously, you know, you're not going to compete with the grandeur of opening day, but I think this one has a few more storylines. So, uh, yeah, it'll be fun to, Fun to watch that. For sure. Uh, by the way, after the podcast is done, we have something to watch. Uh, at MLB just tweeted a three-minute video of Mitch Hanniger and D. Gordon reviewing the highlights of last night's game or this morning's game. So that should be pretty entertaining. Just excellent. So by the way, if, you guys, if you guys haven't watched the, uh, the uh, Marco and Wade uh they, had, they put a camera on or a microphone on them uh, during one of the last couple of days of spring training. That is excellent. So I, I recommend that too. Good on the Mariners PR for doing all this stuff. I was also a big fan of uh, Wade uh, taking over the Instagram account for the Mariners. And when yeah. he's uh, when they're doing player introductions and Mitch comes out, he's like, there's our champion. Yeah. And Mitch gives him a little fist bump. He's like, he touched he my touched hand. hand. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love Wade LeBlanc. Yes. Wade LeBlanc is awesome. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, before we get to our listener questions, let's go ahead and talk about the Lasker draft. L-O-S-C-A-R, the League of Soto Contributors and Readers. Uh, we had our fantasy baseball draft on Monday. Monday? <laughs> the days are starting to run in together. We had our yeah. fantasy baseball draft on Monday. A lot of fun. 14 teams. We had almost... Almost all 14 made it, um, including somebody who went to extraordinary circumstances to do it. Um, so, Ty, why don't you go ahead and take it away? Oh, yeah, yeah. We wanted to uh, give a shout-out to uh, Peter Hamolka. I'm probably butchering your last name. Sorry about that. Uh, his uh, wife, while we were doing the draft, his wife was in labor with uh, twin girls, um, who I assume are now born. Uh, their names are Ashlyn and Brooklyn, so happy birthday to uh, to those little ladies and a uh, couple of future Mariner fans, we hope. 
Right. Hey, as long as they're not Angels fans, I'm cool. So, speaking of the Angels, well, actually, oh. no, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> are you sure? Because I could go a good 20 minutes on how stupid the Angels are being. Uh, actually, not the Angels yeah. per se. We'll, we'll save that for next episode. <laughs> Maybe. That might be the poll of the day right there. What's a stupider take? The one from Halo's whatever or nolan rise like i'm sorry i don't know i don't know the websites for those two but man there have been some truly epically stupid takes last month and you know i like to call out stupidity on the internet uh i don't know why but i enjoy it and i'm not saying per se that those guys are stupid i'm sure they're very nice gentlemen um but their takes have been moronic to say the least um Mm -hmm. So maybe if there's time at the end, we're coming up on our time limit, though. So uh, what? Why don't you? Uh, I don't know if you ha- do. You have the rosters pulled up in front of you, or? Yeah, I got I got them here on my phone. All right. Um, why don't you go ahead and? Uh, by the way, all the rosters got tweeted out Monday night after the draft. Um, so you just go to the Soto Mojo uh, Twitter account at Soto Mojo FS. And you can find all the rosters tweeted out from a couple days ago. Um, so I guess we'll just start. What was your overall impression of the draft? And uh, do you like your team? Uh, yeah, really like my team. Uh, I'll get into that more in a second. But overall, draft um, draft went about as expected. I'm su- I'm surprised there wasn't a bit more uh, run on um, on some of the more limited positions like third base, shortstop. Um, I felt like the you know uh, some of our our drafters have if you will, didn't really uh, dive into that market uh, pretty early, um, which is something I did. I ended up doing, which now looking back on it, seeing how it went, maybe shouldn't have. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, it, it was a it was a solid draft. Everyone, you know, seemed to know what seemed to be knowing what they were doing. At least most of them, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, it was really uh, it was really fun uh, getting to chat with everyone and um, just chill out. I had uh, Netflix rolling and was drafting, and this is the first time I've actually made a, a fantasy baseball draft on time and actually like drafted my whole team properly. To be so, fair, I, I think I think you were a minute late, so you weren't technically on time, but you were there for your first pick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which just, is on time for me. Yeah, there, well, you, okay. there you go. Well, I all right. So, so funny story. I thought, I thought the draft was at nine, and so I completely forgot. And then it, it was because I was gonna, I was gonna ask you to remind me, because I, because I, I knew I would forget. And so it was like nine fifteen, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, I missed my pick. <laughs> <laughs> and so I rushed in, and then it was like, oh, there's 15 minutes left. I'm like, okay, cool. I set, like, five alarms. <laughs> I was going to so, make my pick, dang it. Yeah. So, yes. So I, I, I made sure that I was in there. Right. Just just so you guys know, we're not going to spend too much time on this because I know nobody loves listening to other people talk about their fantasy team. Um but just so everybody knows, 14-team league, 25-man roster. So this is a very deep league. A lot of players get drafted um, 100 more than the standard league. So uh, that should give you some context there. You had the 11th pick, right? Yeah. Who did you yeah, end up which, taking at 11? I took Jacob DeGrom. Right. Uh, really wanted to get like a really, really good ace at the top. 
mm-hmm. at the top right there. Uh, just get that taken care of. You know, pitching is one of the most important uh, positions in in, in uh, fantasy baseball. Just wanted to get that taken care of. Um, I also got Walker uh, Bueller, uh, who I think is going to have a really good year, especially you know uh, Clayton Kershaw's out right now, so he's kind of going to have to be that guy in their yeah. rotation. And uh, I also got a couple uh, couple guys that I felt like were steals. Uh, Towards uh, towards the end, while I was filling out the rest of my rotation, I got Rick Porcello, I got Nathan Avaldi, yep. and I got Kyle Freeland. Yep, those are three really nice uh, nice pitchers. Um, as for me, I had pick uh, pick nine. Um, mm. I ended up taking Aaron Judge with my first pick. Uh, or sorry, I took Trey Turner with my first pick. Got Aaron Judge with my second pick. Um, just kind of random fun little fact here. This was my fifth draft in five days. Um, and my second of that night. So, so, uh, thankfully I'm done by the way, no more drafts for me. Um, (laughs) but I kind of, in the other four drafts in the other, one of them was a dynasty league. So you can't really do much about that. But in the other three drafts, my teams look roughly the same, which I think happens to a lot of people. You have your guys and you know, you just kind of, okay, well that guy's gonna, I have a lot of shares of player X and whatever. Um, and in this draft, I literally said, you know what? I'm just going to start taking guys who I just like, like not even in a fantasy sense. I just like these players. I think they're fun to watch. So I'm going to take them. Um, and I just, I just wanted to do a draft like that. Normally I'm very analytical. I'm very like, Oh, I take this guy. Cause that's the best value. T- this draft. I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to take the guys I like. And Trey Turner is one of my favorite players um, in the league. Uh, I gave serious thought to Chris sale. I believe he was still on the board mm-hmm. at that point. Um, because like you, I wanted a, I wanted a, an ACE to build around, especially in a 14 team league, man. Um, but I, I ended up getting Carrasco in the third, which is, you know, solid. Um, yeah, I, I like my team. I, I mean, it didn't go exactly as I wanted, but last night I did have, uh, Matt Chapman and, uh, Domingo Santana. So I got a couple home runs and some RBIs out of that. Oh man. Yeah. You got two home runs, seven RBIs. Damn. Yeah. And, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty good haul. <laughs> yeah. And just so you guys know, uh, in terms of how deep the draft is, my starting first baseman slash third baseman or corner infielder is Ryan Healy. And he was legitimately the safest bet for at bats left on the board when I took him. So this is a very deep draft. Um, in terms of Mariners, like I said, I have Healy. I have Omar Narvaez as my catcher. I have Domingo Santana. Um, and I think that's all the Mariners I have. So uh, I actually I, don't have any current Mariners on my team, but I have Robinson Cano and Gene Segura. If, if yeah, if you guys haven't drafted yet, by the way, Robinson Cano is an absolute steal at second base. Yeah, uh, I got him in. Chur- I got him in Jason Churchill's league um, in like the ninth round. That is that is a freaking steal. So uh, target Robinson Cano uh, if you haven't drafted yet. Um, in terms of former Mariners, I do have Justin Smoke as my starting first baseman. Not ideal. Um, I actually wanted Carlos Santana, uh, another technically former Mariner. But yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this league plays out. Um, there was a few different strategies employed here. Uh, it's just, you know, it's fun. Uh, and I hope the, I hope the, uh, the guys in the league enjoy it. Um, and I hope they like their teams because I like mine. I know you like yours. And, you know, in a fantasy draft, that's pretty much all you can hope for coming out of the draft. Did I put myself in a position to win? Yes or no. If the answer is yes, then you should feel okay about it. Like, 
Because we don't know. Yeah. I had a very interesting decision with my second round pick. I had the choice of either Paul Goldschmidt or Giancarlo Stanton. I ended up going with Goldschmidt because I figured, you know, Goldie in that Cardinals lineup, that's going to be pretty nice. Right. Plus the the steals, which in a 14-team league is hard to come by. Uh, Also, batting average is a category in this league. Uh, Goldschmidt's probably going to hit for a higher batting average as well. I thought you made the right decision there. I gave serious thought to uh, to Judge versus uh, Stanton, and I just Stanton's pro- or uh, Judge is probably a better bet to get on base. Um, and really, if you look at my my team offensively, that kind of looks like the the plan I wanted to go with. I have a lot of three forty, three fifty on base guys, and then Brian Dozier. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, there's a ton of strategies. Fantasy baseball is a lot of fun, guys. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm guessing we'll probably have the winner of our league on the podcast at the end of the year. Um, but it's a lot of fun. The league is public. What if the uh, what if the winner is you and I or you or I? <laughs> uh, well, then I guess uh, we just get a solo. <laughs> we just get a solo episode. We talk about how great we are. Least listened to episode ever. So, <laughs> anyways, you have any uh, final thoughts before we uh, wrap up the draft talk? Um, uh, no, not really. Uh, but I am. Uh, I'm gonna hit a lot of home runs. <laughs> well, I've already got two, so good luck catching up to me. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're you're on pace to uh, to hit all the home runs. That's right. Uh, somebody probably yeah. has Chris Davis and Matt Chapman. We, you know, I, we had to throw the on pace jokes in there. We had yeah, to get one in. <laughs> of course we do. By the way, the Mariners are in first place. In case you guys didn't know, so yeah, yeah, and, and they're, they're never, good. and they're on pace to never lose again. Mm-hmm. They're also going to be in first place, or at least tied for first place, no matter what, until March twenty eighth. So, yep. Soak it in, guys. Soak it in. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and let's wrap up our podcast. We have a few questions. Uh, from our listeners. Thank you so much for sending us the questions, guys. Um, it took three attempts to get you guys to send us questions, but Hey, you know what? <laughs> we, we got enough to actually do the segment and that's all that really matters. So, uh, first question comes from, uh, I believe this is a first time, uh, question sender, uh, maybe a new follower. We picked up quite a few last night. Um, AJ Allen at, uh, AJ Allen PDX. Uh, he wants to know what our prediction will be for Yusei Kikuchi's line in his first start. So what's his pitching line going to be tonight, Ty? Hmm. That's a good question. I'm going to go with uh, five innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say he strikes out six. Okay. Um, gives up three runs on five hits. One walk. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um <laughs> Yeah, that feels about right, honestly. Um, it's tough. I want to say six innings, but I don't know that they're going to let him try that. Um, just because, again, it's his first start. They have a, they have an extra bulb. They have you know extra bullpen pieces. Uh, they only used they used what uh, four guys last night, and yeah. none of them really threw a ton of pitches. So they should all be available tonight. Um, so I think five innings sounds about right. I'll go seven strikeouts. Um, I think he'll probably give up. 
I don't know, uh, three runs, two earned because Ryan Healy will make another error. Uh, <laughs> give up six hits and he'll probably walk two or something like that. Um, I think he'll probably struggle with command at some point uh, in early in the game just because of the adrenaline and all that stuff. And we'll see how he handles it. Maybe it's a calming effect that he's making his debut in his homeland. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'll go five innings, uh, two earned, seven strikeouts, two walks, six hits, something like that. So uh, thanks for the question, Allen. AJ, sorry. AJ Allen at uh, AJ Allen PDX. PDX, that's the uh, airport code for Portland, right? So yep. I won't hold it against you that you're from Portland, but you should <laughs> you should really move. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Portland is a lovely city. I is It's just not for me. Um, all right. So our old friend uh, Jordan, I, I need to just put a sticky note on my laptop with the last name. Leave it. Leave it. I, I'm so sorry, Jordan. Uh, you know, for the amount no, of questions we, he no, sends us. No, we don't have to say his last name. <laughs> yeah. Just say and then just at, say his at. <laughs> Fine. Jordan at uh, Mormon Pizza Man. Uh, he sent us three questions. We already answered one, so let's answer the other two. Um, do you feel the team played exactly as advertised last night? Yes. That is a... Well, okay, the hitting was a little bit better than expected, but also some of that can be blamed on just Mike Fires being terrible and you know just kind of the lack of reps that you know the A's pitching has received as a whole up to that point. Um, but yeah, for the most part, yeah, they were pretty much as as advertised. They played passable defense and. Um, had quite a few gaffes here and there, and uh, the the first couple of innings, I was just like, okay, <laughs> uh, here, here, here we go. <laughs> kind of looked but, like uh, it was going to run away from them. Yeah, so uh, you know, but they 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 uh, they put together a solid game. Um, but you know, the 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 bullpen, you know, well, Nick Rumbelow kind of uh, being the face of the <laughs> bullpen struggles. Uh, that was expected. Uh, Marco Gonzalez being, you know, uh, slightly above average for for the for uh, the night, about as expected. Um, he'll be better as the season progresses. But um, but yeah, overall it was it was pretty much what I I thought it would be. Yeah, uh, more or less, it's how the Mariners are going to win their games this year. Um, I will say I, I agree with you. I think they did play about as expected, but it was also nice to see the offense uh, score in multiple ways. Obviously, they played long ball quite a bit, but they also had innings where they played small ball and D Gordon bunted with a runner in scoring position and nobody out, which I'll never understand. But whatever, uh, especially bonding to Matt Chapman. Yeah, that usually works out well. Uh, so, yeah, but they played long ball. They played small ball. Um, they work counts really well. They had fires throw like 58 pitches in three innings. Um, and they had, uh, Liam Hendricks throw 25 in his one inning. So they got him to throw pitches. Uh, and they, they, and they played add on, which is something last year's team did not do. Uh, how many times last year did you see the team put up five runs in the first three innings and then either win five to four or lose like seven to five because they couldn't add on anything. So they, they played add on yeah. last night. 
they got a lead. They kept on tacking on one run. It was enough to win. So uh, yeah, I, well, I think they played pretty well. Yeah, I don't, you know, a lot of people were getting on to uh, to Tim Beckham for the steal, but hey, they were playing aggressive, and that was something that you didn't really see them do last year. And they're trying things, um, right? You know, it's it's. I, I I wasn't too upset over that steal. I you know obviously I you know it's a bad decision, but um, you know it's still early. You know th- this game, even though it counts, is still kind of like a spring training game. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So I don't I don't I don't blame them too much for that. Nah, just typically when you're facing Fernando Rodney, you just let him try and beat himself. Um, so I'm <laughs> I'm not a fan of handing out Rodney out. If Rodney's good, he's really tough to score on. Uh, but if he's struggling like he was last night with his command and all that stuff, you probably shouldn't hand him out. But uh, whatever. So I didn't like the decision, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to throw a fit or anything like that. Uh, not this year. This year's about seeing what you have and all that stuff. So, um, all right. So uh, Jordan's last question is what is the best meal or snack at the ballpark? I'm guessing he means generic. Like, um, although there were, there was an excellent picture of it. Or there was a picture of what looked to be an excellent chicken sandwich uh, that's going to be available at uh, Safeco Field this or T-Mobile. Sorry, won't be the first, not the first time, won't be the last. Uh, yeah. I believe it. the The name of the stand is Fats F A T S. That's the one <laughs> I'm going to. So, uh, what's 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 your favorite uh, meal at the ballpark or snack? Um, hmm, that's actually a really good question. Uh, I'm I'm very traditional. I like a hot dog, you know, yeah. just mustard, maybe some jalapenos, you know. Yeah. Uh, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty simple, you know. Get a beer, uh, get a dog, and I'm good to go. Um, I like pretzels too. That's just kind of my mm-hmm. go-to thing. Like if I'm going to to a movie or uh, to the ballpark or whatever. Um, do you get Do you get the pretzel with the cheese sauce? Yes. You have to, right? Yeah, like I, um, <laughs> I used to, uh, I used to work at a Forever Twenty One. Fun fact about me, and uh, we had a uh, aunt, uh, Auntie Anne's or whatever, right, uh, right next to, uh, right next to the store. So I would get the the pizza pretzel, like the one with the pepperoni on it, and get the cheese dip. Amazing, just <laughs> the greatest thing ever. That would be my lunch like every day. <laughs> I'm pretty traditionalist uh, with the pretzel. Give me just the salted, yeah. uh, the big salt chunks on there. Give me some nice, just uh, nacho cheese or whatever, and I'll go to yeah. town on that. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that's kind of my thing. Typically, I don't um, I don't buy a whole lot of food at the at the ballpark though, unless it's like a special occasion. But if I'm just going there like casually, I usually bring my own food because the blue taste allow you to do that um right so i uh but yeah so um now if we're talking about the food at uh t-mobile park that they were uh that they unveiled those sriracha fries i assume they're sriracha (laughs) fries looked amazing uh or they're called spicy cuckoo fries according to john troopin of lookout landing uh there's also this like amazing um there was that amazing like Philly cheesesteak that we saw. There was also that pastrami sandwich that that we saw that looked um, just incredible with the with the grilled peppers and everything. So uh, I'm probably not going to be able to uh, to make it out to Seattle this year, uh, but when I do come back, and I will uh, for uh, for some games, I uh, I'm definitely going to have to try all that stuff. 
Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I'm a I'm a hot dog type of guy. Uh, I don't do mustard though. I I freaking hate mustard. Ugh. Oh yeah. It just it ruins everything for me. Uh, I've had like a small dollop of mustard on like a mm. burger or something, and I just I can't like I scrape yeah. it off. I do all that. I just, I can't do mustard. I'm sorry. I can't. I know everybody loves mustard, but I, not me. I hate mustard. <laughs> I, I hate mustard more than I hate pineapple on pizza. So that, <laughs> have, that have get... you ever had a hot dog with mayonnaise? No, and I never will. Uh, it... <laughs> I, I'm sure it's good. Like I mean. Well, all right. So I I remember because uh, my family doesn't like to fly. So when we would go out like on vacation and stuff, we would take the train. And like Amtrak had these little like microwavable hot dogs, and they would come with uh, mayonnaise packets. Like they didn't have mustard or ketchup for some reason. They just had mayonnaise. But I, putting mayonnaise on that thing was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I. I will say this in regards to T-Mobile. I'm assuming they're going to bring back their deal of the day promotion. If they do, Mariners, step your game up on the bun that you give me with my $2 hot dog or whatever. Because <laughs> it is hot garbage. It is drier than the sun. Uh, and, is it one of those like gross little like, things that break apart and all that? Yeah, it like, splits uh, down the middle and you just kind of... Uh, it's like sand in your mouth and it's like... Why in the world, like, go get a freaking Kaiser roll from Costco and slide that bad boy on there. I can get a hot, I can get a hot dog meal for a dollar fifty at Costco, and it is significantly better than the junk they serve on two dollar hot dog day or whatever. So step your game up, and also how about just some general prices? Like, why can't a hot dog be three dollars every day? You know what I mean? So um, there's one thing I wanted to get you. So I'm I'm a hot dog guy. Occasionally I'll have a slice of pizza. Uh, pizza is good at any occasion as long as it doesn't have pineapple on it. <laughs> um, so, I, but I, I do have a question. Um, what's your take on like sunflower seeds at the stadium? Um, spit in a bowl. Don't spit on the ground, especially if I'm sitting next to you and you are, and I got my stuff on the ground. Like, yeah. See that? Yeah. If I got. Good. Like I, I like I'll like I probably like it doesn't bother me like if you're spitting on the ground and I don't have and like you're not like near me like fine whatever like that's just like you know typical ballpark stuff but like if I got my stuff on the ground or like if I'm with my wife and stuff like don't like just spit in a bowl or you know like they just you know place and time right yeah they'll they'll give you a cup like that you can spit yeah in. like I like sunflowers I I love sunflower seeds. I don't Thanks. usually eat them at the ballpark because I don't want to be like, I don't, I don't know. It's the same thing. I just, I don't want to bother people who are trying to watch baseball. Um, and I just, I don't want to like be like spitting out seeds and like the wind catches it and slaps somebody in the foot or like, I just, I don't want to deal with it. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm same goes with peanuts. Like people love peanuts and they shuck them and they throw them on the ground. I'm like, man, can't you at least throw that in a bag or something just to help out? Yeah. But I don't know. Sunflower seeds are interesting to me. Um, also, public service announcement: Do not take your shirt off at Safeco Field or at T-Mobile Park. Just <laughs> nobody wants to see that, dude. Like, Ugh. if you want to get some rays, wear your cutty. We know you have one. And also, <laughs> I, also, while we're at it, don't walk the the concourse barefoot, you animal, you filthy animal. At least People have the dignity that? to Jesus. yes. At least have the dignity to put on some damn flip flops. Like, Good come on, course. come on, guys. Just there's some ballpark etiquette. And I'm not a guy who's like, 
oh, you have to cheer this way or, yeah, yeah you know, blah, blah, blah. You can't boo your players or oh, I'm not that guy. Did, but... did you did you ever see that video of like of the Rams? One of the last years they were in St. Louis where like they had to teach the fans how to cheer. Yeah, the Ram rules. Yeah, the Ram rules. Those are excellent. <laughs> we get to the quarterback, yell sack, and the guy's like, sack. <laughs> It's so bad, but it's so good at the same time. No, no wonder they lost their team. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, good God, guys. Like, it's not that hard. Figure it out. All right, so one more question. Um, this one comes from uh, the Seattle 9, since it's a lot of questions, at Seattle underscore 09, who's also in the Fantasy League and missed the draft because he was sleeping. Like, okay. <laughs> I, I kid i kid uh he wants so basically we're gonna wrap this up he wants to know our thoughts on the domingo santana and tim beckham home runs and i'm also going to add which one do you think is more impressive um i'm gonna say the uh the beckham one just because i um we've kind of come to expect that out of Domingo Santana, even though that he's been here for such a short amount of time, but he's already like displayed that opposite field power. That's like very impressive, especially for, uh, you know, just his plate presence and size and everything. He cranks that thing. Um, but yeah, the Beckham one was just incredible. Plus the, the bat flip, the, uh, the 80 grade, the 80 grade bat flip, as you called it, uh was uh pretty pretty fantastic um so that was my favorite one of the night uh and also the most impressive because he destroyed that ball that ball is out out of any stadium uh well out of any stadium and that was and, and it was also pretty shocking because you know he was terrible all spring and he had a fantastic game last night yeah, he, he really did. He reached base all four times, played really good defense. Um, so that was good to see because he was underwhelming um, in spring training. Uh, you know, it's funny because Domingo Santana, I saw something that's like 55. He has 55 career home runs, including last night, and 22 of them have been to right field. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah as, as a right-handed hitter, that's that's impressive. Um and yeah, I don't know. Like off the bat, I thought that was maybe going to be a double in the corner. Uh, I didn't think like he particularly, I don't know. The uh, MLB home run tracker, I guess, slept through the game last night. So we didn't get any exit velocities or distances or anything like that. But I don't know. The, off the bat, I didn't think that Santana's was a home run. Uh, Tim Beckham just absolutely destroyed his. Um, and of course, like you mentioned, the 80 grade bat flip. Um it was good to see Santana. That was his only, uh, his only, uh, his only productive plate appearance, basically. Uh, but it won them the game, so we'll go ahead and call it really effective. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to take the bat flip over the grand slam. Um, but overall, yeah, we might we may have seen Tim Beckham's best game of his Mariners career already. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, hey, if if not, that's great because. You have a nice trade chip uh, potentially there. And also you have a guy who could be your third baseman next year. Um, he has another year of club control after this. So uh, maybe he's, you know maybe he's so the guy. Funny. You know what's so funny too? 
the yeah. uh, his his at bat before because that was his second at bat of the game. But his first right. at bat, I literally typed out Tim Beckham's about to go yard, and then I just deleted it because I'm like I'm gonna look like a fool. <laughs> uh, but then he went yard like the next at bat, so kind of called it. <laughs> now <clears throat> there's no record you didn't call anything. So uh, I, I, also, I also enjoyed Beckham kind of flipping the infield or the the CNI single up the middle, flipping the bat there. Um, as long as he doesn't go full Luis Valbuena with it, rest in peace. By the way, uh, then it's fine. Like I, said, I don't, I I enjoyed making fun of Valbuena last year uh, when he tried to pimp that double and got thrown out, but. All in all, I really don't care that much about bat flips. I'm go ahead and flip it. I don't care. Did you uh, see what Colin McHugh said about it? No. He said, "Yeah, I'm a pitcher, and I still love this. He clips me. He can flip me." Yeah, Colin McHugh is awesome. I hope he's a Mariner yeah. at some point. <laughs> uh, I I really like Colin McHugh. That's that's the correct attitude to have, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I you know I honestly thought though you know uh, I'm I'm not really sure what nick hunley is like at all but uh i thought cool. when he flipped that that someone was going to have a problem with that <laughs> on the field and uh i was yeah. i was kind of ready for for something to go down just waiting for a little payback um yeah I, I don't know it didn't seem to bother anybody which is good that's that's the direction baseball needs to go um and i i would say that a bat flip will actually help allowing bat flips and not freaking out about them will help the game a lot more than a three batter minimum rule. So oh, you know what baseball season being back means? No, what? Astros rants. Oh. <laughs> I wanna I wanna know if he's talked about this. All right, sure. hold on. Oh, I'm checking right now. Yep. <laughs> Mariners nobody. Tim Beckham hits a home run. Were his actions after acceptable? Should he be drilled? If so, how hard? Getting hit by a baseball is probably the best thing for him. <laughs> yeah. So Ast- Astros rants remains garbage. So uh surprise, surprise. I really hope the Mariners just sweep the Astros one time this year. Uh and they could lose every other game against them. I don't care. But just for that one sweep, just to read those tweets, that will be epic. Just fantastic. Here, let's uh, let's play a little bit of this. Oh wait, I have my headphones on, so you won't be able to hear it. All right, I'll I'll watch it later. But that, <laughs> I'm very excited to watch this. Oh, video. he he actually posted a video with it too. Oh yeah, it's a it's a two minute and eighteen second video. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! All right, well, <sighs> it has I, six thousand views. Astros Rants has turned being a troll into a successful Twitter account, which I guess is, you know, 90% of Twitter accounts. But anyway, so we're at 70 minutes in already. So I think we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at SotomojoFS. Also, if you want to read our content about opening day, you can find it at SotomoJo.com as well. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, but if you want to interact with us, the best way to do it is on Twitter. Um, so be sure to follow us there. Uh, Ty, do you have any uh, final thoughts before we wrap this up? Uh, yeah, come follow us on Twitter so you can see Colby and I tweet the same thing like a couple minutes apart from each other. <laughs> hey, I am watching the did- game on like a stream to my smart TV. So I am like a minute behind all the rest of you guys. We, so. we, we, we did that at least three times last night. 
We had one tweet that was very, very similar about Corey Garrett. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you guys like the same takes twice, I mean, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll probably work out some kind of tweet schedule so that doesn't happen. But, yeah, like I was on a minute delay, so I was I was getting everything shortly after Ty did. So, uh, excuse me. But, uh, anyways, yeah, make sure you follow us, visit the website, uh, like and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, and I guess we'll just say, you know, it's baseball season, guys. It's back. Um, go Mariners. And I will see you in another life. Peace. Peace.